This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Amen. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your presence and for your spirit. Thank you that you have brought us to this place and you're going to speak to us through your word and you're going to use what you've spoken into our lives and you're speaking into these gentlemen's lives that have joined me and into this congregation to affect us all for your glory. Father, thank you for your calling and your purposes upon us. You have chosen us. Today we will honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I bring you the message, while you're opening your Bibles, the book of 1 Peter, there toward the end of your Bibles, the book of 1 Peter, the first chapter. I want to talk to you about it. Did anybody happen to notice that we are like 98% done with the front of the building as you came up? Come on, amen. They are painting. Doors are in. They are painting over here, getting ready for the, uh, the furnishings and things to come in, the fixtures and things to come into place in our new children's ministry wing. And that, that that we thought would never be complete is closer than we were last week. Amen. God's doing some good things. But you know, what you haven't seen us do this year is take up offerings for our building project. Have you noticed that? Because instead of focusing on ourselves, even though we're, we're getting there, Instead of focusing on ourselves, this year we decided we would build churches where there are no churches. And so far, as a body, we have built 10 churches. Amen. God is so awesome. Amen. Amen. Well, today's the day that we think we're going to be able to come over the top on what it's costing us to build the 11th church. This is going to be the most expensive one we've built yet, and we were within about five or six hundred dollars. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think we could, could if we did it right, we could end up building our 12th church out of today. But uh, we uh, are going to have at the doors after service. Just the usher standing there, and if you want to sow into one of those churches that we're building, uh, just drop that in, and not a, not a dime of that comes to War Hill. It all goes to building those churches. Amen. God's good. Amen. Amen. Uh, I didn't know when God gave me this message how this week was going to go for our nation. And so at some point I will probably address some of that in this message, but I don't want the power of some great truths to get lost in opinions. And I want the Word to settle into your heart. Because the Word's what's going to change you. The Word's what's going to change us from the inside. The Word's what washes us, Scripture says. How many of you know we need the Word? We've been in a series, and this series has brought us to this point, every word. We, we came from I am and to altars, and from altars we, we ended up in every word. And now we're, we, we, we've come to these two weeks. Last week was communion, and this week I, I want to bring you uh, this message called Speak the Light. Speak the Light. First Peter chapter 1 and verse number 23 reads like this. Notice this very, pay attention to this. Having been born again. How many are thankful that you're born again? Amen. That's what we believe happens to us when we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. That we're not a made-over version of who we were, but we are now a new creation in Christ Jesus. We have been what? Born again. We have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. Say that with me. Not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. 
through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. So this is how you're going to be changed. This is how something's going to happen on the inside of you, and it's not going to happen just by, by, by mere chance. It's going to happen by grabbing hold of what God says about you and the Word of God working inside your life. How many of you understand that the Word of God, when it goes forth, it will not return void? The Word of God will accomplish what it has been sent out to accomplish. And as we've been studying that, we've been realizing that every word that, that, that God gives us is for our good. Because man does not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We learned in that series that bread is a symbol of circumstances. And I want you to see the effect of the word on your circumstances today. You may not like your current circumstances. You may not be enjoying your current circumstances. Well, what you need is a word from God. You know, it all really starts with a word from the Lord. As a matter of fact, John said it this way. He said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It all starts with the word. You see, that's, that's a truth that you need to get. God always sends word first. And then circumstances follow. Some of you go, well, I wish God would have given me a word about my circumstances. Well, the, my question would be, were you listening? I remember one of the greatest steps of faith for our, our ministry here. God spoke to me uh, almost two or three weeks in advance, and he said, trust me. And then when I was faced with that opportunity, I heard those words yet echo in my heart again. Trust me, because God had sent his word before the circumstance. God sent his word before the circumstance of the life of Paul. He said, Paul, you're going to go up and you're going to be bound and you're going to, they're going to they're put you in prison and you're going to go as far presenting the gospel all the way to Rome. The word came before the circumstance. God uh, spoke to Paul even before the shipwreck that he was on and said, Paul, the, the, this ship is going down. The word came before the circumstance so that, so that the, in his life he would have the ability to trust the word. The word says, you're going to go under with the boat, but, but not a hair of your your head's going to be hurt. You're going to make it. You're going to all come out safe because when the boat goes under, you're all going to make it to dry ground. See, some of you need a word. Some of you have been trying to change your circumstances and you're trying to speak the word of God over your circumstances, but what you need is a word from God in your circumstance. You need a word from the Lord. So my words cannot follow my circumstances, but my words uh, must, no matter how bad my circumstances, how great the problem is, my words must follow the spoken word of God. The only reasonable thing for me to do, no matter what my circumstance is, is to line up to what the Spirit of God says. Now we have a promise that is incorruptible. Say that with me one more time. Incorruptible. That's about half of you. Say it with me. Incorruptible. Listen to me carefully. We must gain a usage of what God has put inside of us. Because on our part, we only have what we are by the corruptible nature. For example, fear is a part of a corruptible nature. We grow up in fear. We can not stand and, and believe the Word of God because of fear so many times. And because of fear, we, we, we are driven from the promises that God has for us. But however, I want you to realize that fear is driven away because faith cancels out fear. And so where are you going to find faith that's going to help you overcome fear? Faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by what? The Word of God. What you need is a word from the Lord. Somebody said, now, Pastor Don, you're being a little bit deeper than maybe normal. We're about to go way deeper. Grab your scuba gear. Come on, here we go. You see, every situation and every circumstance that we face, I want you to get this today, is actually sending us a message to believe God. When God sends you a word, He is sending you a word that you can have somewhere to stand. When He sends a word, He is speaking according to the incorruptible seed. There it is again, that incorruptible seed that is placed on the inside of you by the word. Now that word incorruptible is powerful. It says that we have been born again of incorruptible seed. Now I want to focus on that word seed for just a moment. How many of you understand that a seed is a powerful thing? My goal today is to sow a seed of truth into your life that can grow into something that will bring it to a a finished product. But a seed, listen to me carefully, is not a finished product. A seed is not a finished product. Seed, listen to me, is 100% potential. I want you to get this. Seed is not where you're going to get to yet, but it's the potential that's inside of you for where you're being called to. Are you with me? I want you to get this. Seed is what God has given us that says we may not be complete yet, but what we are dealing with is the potential that God has spoken into our lives. Seed speaks, and I want you to get this word, of assignment. Let me say that again. Seed speaks of what? Assignment. Assignment. Everything about a seed speaks of the extent of potential of the impact it is going to make. How big that tree, how big that fruit, how, how big that thing is going to grow, it all comes from within the seed. The Bible says that the seed with which we are born is incorruptible. And if the seed is incorruptible, that means, listen to me carefully, that means when the seed grows and bears fruit, it can only bear fruit according to the incorrupt incorrupt nature of the seed. That what God puts down inside of you, what God has planted inside of you, that when it grows, because of the nature of the seed, you can't plant an apple tree seed in your yard and expect and get upset when you don't grow any pears. I don't know where this story came from, but I think I'm going to share it. Somebody blessed my children. Remember those little colored chicks? Remember those little chickens, the colored ones at Easter? I didn't say I was justifying. I said, do you remember them? Somebody loved my kids enough to bring them two little baby chickens. They were green and, and purple or something like that. And I said, well, what am I supposed to do with these things? Well, I don't know, but you, how do you look at little kids when they're looking up going, please, daddy, please, daddy. So we started growing our chickens. And those little chickens grew. And they grew. And they grew. And one of them grew into the most beautiful rooster. I mean, he was gorgeous. Big old massive rooster. He was beautiful. And the other one grew into this real beautiful hen. And I was thinking, man, well, at least we ended up with one of each. And so I thought, you know what? If you're going to be around this family, you're going to have to produce something for us. 
So I went and got some what they call here in the country laying mash. Come on now, starter mash. And I went out and I started feeding them those, 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 that starter mash. Every day or so I'd go up there and look inside that pen. They got bigger and they got fatter, but no eggs. I said, who has given me a defaulted chicken? I have a rooster. I have a hen, but I have no eggs. I'm pouring that feed. I'm like, we're about to have roast chicken. Come on now, man. I'll never forget the day I was getting angry and angry. Why I can't, I mean, normally I'm really good at that kind of thing. We've got a little pasture and some farm, you know, and, and I'm like, I'm pretty good at that kind of thing. I don't understand what the problem is. And then one day I was sitting in my house and as I was sitting in my house, I heard the rooster crow. And then I heard another rooster crow. I heard a rooster crow and I heard another rooster crow and fear shot through my eyes. I walked out and those roosters were on opposite sides of the pen. What I thought was a hen was actually a late blooming rooster. Come on now, amen. I had been trying to get eggs out of a rooster and let me just tell you the great spiritual truth, that will never happen. Because it cannot produce what it was not created to produce. Let me give you a word today. You have not been sown with corruptible seed. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, incorruptible seed has been put down inside of you. And it cannot produce what it is not of. I'm preaching to somebody now. Y'all don't know why they're here yet, but they're going to understand in just a moment. You see, here's the problem. Your job is not to agree with the old corruptible self that you used to live under. Your job is to agree with the incorruptible self. Your job is to begin to stop listening to who you used to be and start declaring who you are through the blood of Jesus Christ. I am now made of better seed. I am made of better things. Some of you are going, but Pastor Don, you don't understand who I used to be. How many of you love these guys? Don't you love these guys? When they stumbled in here, how long ago was that? Two and a half? Two years ago? Let me tell you. They were shot out, if I can say it that way. <laughs> Off the chain. Some of you don't know what that means. God bless you. They were this one wanted nobody to know you were in the room. You were quiet and kind of over there to the, yeah, that's what you always are. But look at him now. Serving God. Ruth, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out. Ruth was not quiet. He was trying to hustle everybody in the room. But, but then God started working on you. Now, when you came into the room, there was some corruptible with you. You had a past. Meth knew your name. Heroin knew your name. There was corruption that was, had a hold of you. But I want to give you a truth, and I want you to understand something about the incorruptible seed of God that has been placed inside of all of us. The incorruptible seed of God, listen to me carefully. There has never in the history of the world 
been a moment when incorruptible encountered corruptible that corruptible won. Because by definition, incorruptible cannot be corrupted. So what is incorruptible cannot be corrupted by what is corruptible. So incorruptible has to always supersede and win over what is corrupted. Some of you are like, why are you preaching to them, pastor? I'm preaching to all of you by overflow. I want you to get this today. Corruptible will always bow in the face of incorruptible. How many are thankful for that? Why don't you give God a praise? Come on now. Amen. You see what happens is when you plant that apple seed, it's going to grow an apple tree. And what happens after it grows an apple tree? It's going to produce fruit. And inside of that fruit is going to be a seed. And when you plant that seed, it's going to grow a tree. And then after it's grown, it's going to produce some fruit. And after inside that fruit is going to be a seed. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. I want you to understand when seed is planted, it's not planted. Oh, I feel God. One of them. It's not planted there to stay dormant in your life. Seed was not put. You don't put seed into good ground and hope that it stays there to be stored. If you want seed to be stored, you store it up somewhere in a cupboard. But when you plant good seed in good ground, you're looking for a good harvest to come forth. You see, okay, well, Pastor Don, you don't understand. I'm bad seed. That was before you got saved. Because now the Bible says that you have been given incorruptible seed. And where did that seed come from? That seed came from God, who by his very nature himself is incorruptible because God is not corruptible. God is not a man that he should fail. God will not stumble into sin. God always wins. That's why the Bible calls us his children. His seed lives within us. We are joint heirs with Christ. Come on, can I preach just a little bit longer? Amen. We are no longer attached to the flesh and bone. I don't care if you say I can preach it a little bit longer. I'm going to preach a little bit longer. Come on now. We are born of the Spirit, so there's an inheritance in us that belongs to God. So when God creates this incorruptible nature on the inside of us, he is expecting us to stop looking like our daddy's 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 daddy, daddy and to start looking like our father. Now listen to me carefully. You see, the book of Romans tells us a reflection of God. That God gives life to what was dead, and he calls things which are not as though they were. I want you to catch this. That means God never calls things as they are. Listen to me. He calls things which are not as though they are. That's what scripture says. That's what he does. In other words, we realize this from the very beginning in the book of Genesis. From the very beginning, the Bible says that the earth was without form and it was void. And God didn't show up into that moment, into that, 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 that part of time and space and look at that earth that was without form and, and was void. He didn't show up and look at it and go, well, look just how messed up that is. Would you just look at how messed up and dark and dirty that is? That is not his nature. His nature, listen to me, his nature is not to call what is. His nature was to call what is not into the moment. Now, hold on. I'm, 
I'm about five steps ahead of you, and I'm about ready to shout up here, but you just need to stay with me. You ready? Get this. When God saw the darkness, He did not, listen to me, He did not speak of the darkness. What did He say? Let be light. He did not call what was there. He spoke of what could be. I am not called to confirm the darkness I am called to speak the light. I want you to get that. I am not called. Now I'm going to speak to you about this in just two forms real fast, and I'm trying to hurt here. God did not call me to confirm the darkness. And, but that's what the enemy wants to do to you too. You see, the corruptible side of your old man wants to call out to you. I'm about to preach. Somebody get ready with your Amen. The corruptible side on a bad day wants to say, I'm still here. The corruptible side that says, I can make you feel better. The corruptible side can say, you can handle it this time. The corruptible side says, you're not like anybody else. You know how far to go and when to stop. The corruptible side might speak to you. But the problem with the corruptible side, the bad seed that you used to be, is that the bad seed has been cleaned out. And now inside of you, there is a better seed. There is an incorruptible seed. There is a new seed. There is a new place. There's a new place of being. Are you with me? So when corruptible calls to you, somewhere down on the inside of you, incorruptible begins to speak. And when the darkness says, come back to the darkness, you hear that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was the light that shines in the darkness. You begin to hear about the God that's on the inside of you that says, I didn't call you to darkness, I called you to light. I didn't call you to be who you used to be. I called you to become men who were strong, men who were capable, men who were able. Am I making sense to anybody? Let me, let me show you what's in my spirit. Corruptible pushes you down. Corruptible pushes you back. Corruptible says, go back where you used to be and get as low as you used to be. But incorruptible locks arms with you and says, let me help you up. Let me help you walk to a better place. Let me call you to who you're supposed to be. But because of what Jesus has done on the inside of you, what was this now becomes this, and you lift up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because what was once corruptible is now incorruptible by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. You see, here's our deal. We have been called to get somewhere. Deuteronomy 8.2 says, God brought the children of Israel into the wilderness that he might, listen, this is the word, that he might expose the character of their heart. What he was looking for was to see how much integrity they had. Because integrity means can I keep what's on the outside from getting on the inside? What I have on the inside is an incorruptible seed that needs to get into the outside instead of letting the outside get into me. When a ship has integrity, listen to me carefully, when a ship has integrity, that ship can sail 
across the waters. That means that no water can get into the hull as long as the integrity of the ship is maintained. It doesn't matter the depth of the water. It doesn't matter as long as that ship sails on the top of that water. As long as there is no water on the inside of it, the integrity is maintained. When God took the children of Israel through the wilderness, here's the problem. With the exception of Joshua and Caleb, who the Bible says had a different spirit, and I'm ready to be one of a different spirit, except for Joshua and Caleb, the, the, the Bible tells us that the wilderness they went through, they did not maintain their integrity. They lost their integrity in the middle of the wilderness, and the wilderness got inside of them. And then the Bible says they were buried across the wilderness. Do you know Why? Because the moment the integrity is breached and the water and the outside comes in, listen, a ship will sink to the depth of whatever water it's in. If the water comes in on 30 feet, it's sinking 30 feet. If it sinks 1,000, it's sinking 1,000. And it becomes, it becomes that. When God sent them into the... I feel, like, I feel this in my heart. I feel it. Somebody get ready to come play something because I'll preach all day. I feel it. When God speaks to us, and takes us through circumstances. He has already spoken to us His Word that can bring us through the circumstances. And the Word inside of us helps us maintain our integrity. But listen to me carefully. And by maintaining our integrity, we keep what's outside outside, and we don't let it creep on the inside. Can I do this, Lord? I'm going to meddle. There's darkness in our world. And I don't care which side of the issue you're on that's going on in our country, but you listen to my words. This is not one party against another party or one woman against a man. There are powers of spiritual darkness that are swirling. They're, 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 they're what they're trying to do, one is they're trying to continue the murder of innocent children. That's, that, that's what, what parts what one's going on. Secondly, the darkness is trying to breach the integrity of the church. And I want to take you back. God never calls out and confirms the darkness. He always speaks the light. God did not set us free and bring us from a place of darkness so that in the middle of a darkened hour we could cower in fear. But God called us out of the darkness and put an a, a, a incorruptible seed of the light of Jesus Christ inside of us. And when the world gets darker and the struggle gets worse and the fight gets meaner, it's not our job to get to join the fight and join on social media and fight in every cubicle and fight with everybody in our family. It's our job to lift up the name of Jesus Christ in the middle of a darkened world and speak the life of Jesus across this universe. Speak the life. Stand with me. Until we learn to speak something, the circumstances are never going to line up to what we say. We got to speak truth into the darkness. Uh, let me just give you this illustration as we close. I don't like to fly, but I do. I fly a lot. I realized I'd flown too much in one three-month period. I was from Frankfurt Airport six times. That's a lot of 13-hour flights. Anybody who flies with me knows that if you don't want to be talked to, go on a flight with me. I get on the plane, 
I put my noise cancellation on and then I lock into a book or to a movie or something and I don't want to move again. I feel like my prayer every time I get on the flight is please don't let there be someone who has to go to the bathroom every 45 minutes next to me. Because when I move, I get sick. As little as I don't like to fly. And listen to me carefully. There's one part that I always like to listen to. I mean, I, I get the whole buckle thing and that, that's cute. And, and the whole, you know, put your mask on before they put their mask on thing. That's awesome. But the part that I always listen to is where the life jacket is. Can I tell you why? Because if we go down over land, I'll see you in heaven. But there might be a chance over water. And so I need to know about my flotation device. My question is, do you have triple extra large? <laughs> but you know what? I always listen. They put it on around their neck and they say, and, you know, if it, it, it pull these cords and if that doesn't work, blow on this. And I'm thinking I'll be pulling and blowing at the same time. But here's the thing. They don't say now, in case of landing in the ocean, use this life jacket. And they don't say, in case of landing in a lake, use this life jacket. And in case of landing on moving water in a river, use this life jacket. There's not but one life jacket. Because of the principle of the lift, it will help you in every kind of water. You don't even need it in the Dead Sea. Come on now. But it will help you in every kind of water. Because the principle works no matter the environment. The word that I have brought you today that there is something better on the inside of you than who you used to be will work in every environment. Pastor Don, you don't understand the temptation I'm going through. No, 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 no. You stop feeding the corruptible and start feeding the incorruptible. I am the righteousness of Christ. I am not who I used to be. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And you begin to stand on the word and the word will bring you through every circumstance. I want you to bow your heads all over this place. You say, Pastor, I am struggling. My corruptible nature seems to be winning some of you, listen to me, I'm praying, I'm praying for everybody in this room, but, but some of you are here today for a special activity that's about to occur, and, and I get that, and, but some of you are, are graduates who feel like I wrote this sermon just for you, and I didn't, because you've been allowing your old corruptible nature to change the incorruptible that God has put inside of you. But you've missed one simple truth. The incorruptible cannot be corrupted. You will stay in the war you're going through because you have tasted of the Lord and you have seen that He is good. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I'm ready. I'm ready to believe what God's Word says about me. Let me see your hand if that's you all over this place. So wherever you are, raise your hand. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. I'm ready to believe it. Hands all over this place. Put those down. God is here. God is with us. Some of you going, Pastor Don, I, I know who I am in Christ. I've just not been living up to it. And that changes here. And it changes now. If that's you, can I see your hand right where you are?
hands all over this place. Put those down. One last question. One last thing today. If you're here and you say, Pastor Don, I have never invited the incorruptible God into my life and I've just been living by the bad seed of who I have, was born naturally. I've never surrendered my life to Jesus Christ completely. I've wanted a ticket to heaven, but I have not been willing to make him the Lord of my life and surrender my heart and my soul to him. And today I want to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I didn't embarrass anybody else. I'm not going to embarrass you. In the moment, this service is going to be a thing of the past, but this is it. This is why you came to God's house. You didn't know it. This is why you're here, so that you can give your life to Jesus Christ. If you're ready to stop living after the corruptible and put on the incorruptible, you're ready to be different by the blood of Jesus Christ. Nobody looking around, everybody praying. This is it. This is your moment. Let me see your hand if that's you. Today, you want to give your life completely to Jesus Christ. Thank you. 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 Are there others? Hold them up high. Hold them up high. Are there others? Hallelujah. Thank you. All right, join hands with someone near you quickly. Pastor Don, why do you make us join hands? Because where two or three agree upon anything on earth, it shall be bound in, or on earth as it is bound in heaven. We're agreeing. And the Bible says that if we will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, no matter where you are right now, God's speaking clearly to you. Everybody prepare to pray with me in this place. We're going to pray a prayer of confession of faith for these probably eight or nine that have responded today. And then I'm going to pray for everyone who's responded. But, but right now, with every head bowed, I'm speaking directly to those who are either listening or watching. Right where you are, you may not be able to join hands. And I might not have been able to see the, what you showed that you're ready for this moment. But God is speaking to you right there, right now. He wants to save your soul. Pray this prayer of faith with this congregation. Come on, let's all pray this together. Jesus, Jesus. by faith, by faith. I, believe I believe your promises. Promise. Heavenly Father, Heavenly I, am I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Of a savior. In, Jesus in Jesus' name, I repent of my sins. From this moment forward, this moment forward. I give you my life, you the, life. Good the good and the bad, the, the past, past, the present, and the future. In Jesus' name, I receive your grace from this moment forward. All that I am belongs to you. And now I declare, God is my Father, heaven is my home, and Jesus is my Savior. Father, I thank you for those that have prayed that so many for the very first time today. I thank you that, God, what is happening on the inside of them now is an, an, an eternal exchange. The old life is being laid aside, and a new life is coming alive inside of them, a seed of incorruptible. They are not complete yet, Father, but it's going to grow in their life. And with every growth, we all move closer to you. Father, I pray for everyone here who said, I need to put off the corruptible nature and live according to my incorruptible nature. I, I thank you, for, my goodness, Father, I thank you that victory and joy is coming in the morning. Some are coming through their circumstance, but victory is theirs and it is within their grasp because the seed that you planted will bear a good harvest. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, come on. 
That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now. Thank you.